Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Mirakatani. Welcome to Matt Chat. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Today I am joined by the assistant coach from Princeton University, Joe Dubuque. Joe, Happy New Year, and thanks for coming on the show. Dave, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure being on. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you've been watching you guys from afar for the first half of the year, and uh, it, it reminded me, you know, you were on the show about a year ago, and, you know, we talked a lot about the vision that you and the staff have for the program. So it, it really struck me, you know, to get a hold of you and just talk to you about how do you feel about the progress you guys have made the last 12 months? Um, I mean, we feel great. I mean, we feel great about the progress. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think we could have done a little bit better um, earlier in the season, you know, in November. Uh, but we, uh, you know, we put together a pretty tough schedule for these guys. Um, so, uh, you know, with Iowa and, you know, we went out to Virginia Tech uh, and wrestled, you know, BT and, and UVA. And then, you know, we wrestled Lehigh, um, you know, and then we go to Midlands. And so, I mean, we, we put together a, a really tough schedule for these guys. And I think they definitely responded, um, you know, we let Wisconsin off the hook a little bit. I mean, they're ranked 10th in the country. Uh, you know, our, our 74 pounders winning the match going into the third period and winds up getting turned uh, to lose. Um, you know, I mean, it wasn't all his fault, but it wound up being the, the deciding factor, uh, you know, in, in the match result. So, uh, you know, he goes out and wins that match. I mean, we got another top 10 uh, victory uh, as a team. So, um Dual meet wise, I think uh, you know we've been struck with some injuries. Uh, our starting 33 pounder wind up going down for the year. Uh, then our backup wind up going down also. So uh, that kind of played a factor in our in our dual meets. But I mean, you know, going into the Midlands, I think we you know we really showed that we can flex our muscle uh, as a tournament team. Um, you know, with Pat Brucky, uh, Matthew Kolodzik, and you know Pat Laurie. And if we can get a couple of these other guys to kind of step up. Uh, you know, get on that podium and, and really push push to their potential, uh, we could be really scary. So, I mean, the vision is the vision is, is right on path. You know, I mean, our guys are, are all bought in. Uh, you know, our, our motto this year is, is get in, and, and that's kind of, you know, everybody is in. So, um, you know, it's exciting. It's Yeah, it is, and it's crazy because – I I write up notes and questions before I talk to you, and you you almost hit these one by one. So I'm gonna kind of <laughs> circle back. Uh, so you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was was scheduling because I think everyone has a different philosophy about strength of schedule and travel. I think maybe some of the like top three four teams don't feel like they have to chase the competition as much because they know what they have. You know, where teams that are on the come up or you know are younger, you know, they want to. You know, they want to see everybody they can. And, you know, it seemed to me like you guys really just tried to wrestle anyone and everyone that wanted that wanted to scrap with you guys. And, you know, so I guess I would say, am I right on that? And if so, why, why did you guys take this approach? So uh, uh, our motto uh, when it comes to scheduling is anyone, anywhere, anytime. So we'll wrestle just about anybody um, at any time. So, um you know, when, when things come up, we want to jump on it. Uh, you know, last year we had we had a really tough schedule, and we were kind of set. And then, you know, number one Ohio State calls us and says, hey, uh, you know, we have an opportunity to wrestle before the Beast of the East. Um, and they're like, nobody wants to wrestle us. Will you guys wrestle us? And we're like, 
definitely, you know, right. you know, definitely. And then uh, was, did we have a team to compete in that match? No, probably not. But it, it was also great for our young guys, uh, you know, like Pat Brucky. I mean, he, he saw Colin Moore uh, down there and, you know, it was a great experience um, for him. And I think that's actually helping him this year to see those guys uh, early on. But then also, um, you know, we just we want to chase people. You know, we're not we're not scared. We're not scared of competition, um, regardless of of whether you know we're going to win the match or not. I mean, we're going we're trying to we're trying to get better, uh, and we're trying to prepare our guys for March. I mean, you know, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, I know that's a cliche that everybody uh, uses, but you know, it, it, it's something that's true. We want we want guys on the uh, on the podium. So if we do drop a dual meet. It's not the end of the world, but if one of our guys, uh, you know, like Pat Glory sees Spencer Lee in a dual meet, you know, he winds up getting teched. That's not the, you know, that's not the result he wants, but then you, then, you know, a month later, he wrestles him in the Midlands uh, semifinals. He's felt him. He knows what he does. He's down 12-0, and he's still thinking, hey, I'm, I'm in the match, and he winds up, you know, turning him twice, you know, still loses the match, but he's, he's making up ground, you know, he's closing the gap on these guys. And I think it was huge for him to see him uh, in a dual meet. Um, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to prepare our guys, we're trying to numb our guys, you know, so that again, when they step on the line at NCAAs and they got a guy from Iowa, or they got a guy from Virginia Tech or, or somewhere else, they're not worried. You know, they're like, hey, man, I've seen this guy. I either beat this guy or I wrestle him really hard. And, you know, they're confident where – if we don't see any tough teams, nationals is almost like, you know, they don't know what's com- what's coming. They don't know they don't know what it's all about. So, you know, we're doing this to to really prepare uh, our guys for March, so that it doesn't matter who they see across the line, uh, they feel confident that that they're prepared to win the match. Yeah, I, I think you know when you look at it from. You know, like old school, like I remember when I was in high school, there were certain high school kids that would have great records, and then they'd go to state and just, you know, frankly crap the bed because they never wrestled anybody good all year. I think, obviously, in college, people understand more of the importance of strength of schedule, but, you know, you guys, are, I think, have taken it to the extreme, and, and, and part of it is, you know, no, no offense to the IWA, but it's not loaded with top 10, top 15 teams, so you guys are, you know, Pinnell Cross used a phrase called seeking the heat, you know, where you go find the best you can and you're anyone, anywhere, anytime feels like that falls right into that mantra as well. And, you know, as a guy that tries to watch a lot of matches, I saw both the uh, the Glory Lee matches that you were talking about and you'd have to be blind and not see the value of the first match for him, especially, you know, going into Carver-Hawkeye. It's probably about as hostile as an environment you're going to see to, you know, I'm I'm guessing maybe he's got a lightweight assistant coach that might have worked with him on a few things between the first and the second matches, <laughs> and uh, you know got and got to wrestle more of on a neutral, you know, neutral field, neutral mat, and and obviously was able to close the gap, like you said. Definitely. Um, I mean, you know, I, I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to take credit uh, for Pat Glory, but man, he's special. Um, he's got a he's got a competitiveness that, you know a lot of the top guys, a lot of the top greats have. So, like, he has an extremely high standard for himself, uh, and he works that way. Uh, He wants to be the best, you know, just like everybody else. You know, everybody says, hey, he wants to be the best. I mean, this kid, 
you know, I got to I got to almost talk him off the ledge after he, you know, major decisions somebody because he, he thought he should have tacked him or he thought he should have pinned him. Um, you know, that's kind of how hard he is on himself. So, uh, you know, for, for my job for him is just kind of managing him, you know, making sure that he's uh, he's not too hard on himself. And but, you know, also, you know, what we have to do. Uh, from a tactical standpoint and, you know, the things that we're working on in the room. Uh, but everything else, man, is, is all self-motivation from him. Uh, I, can't, I can't ever say uh, – I can't ever sit here and, and take credit for, for him because he, he's an unbelievable work ethic, again, and, and mentally he's – you know, he just – he wants to be the best, man, and he's, he's chasing down everybody. That's why I wasn't I – wasn't, I wasn't worried. Uh, you know, him being down 12-0 in the second, I'm like, let's go, let's get on top. You know, let's get on top. Let's get in our best position. Let's see what we can do. Uh, let's see how how Spencer Lee can can handle the, the heat from us on top. So, um, you know, again, you know, even though he lost the match, I think he, he came away uh, confident in some areas and, and honestly confident that he can beat him. Yeah, and I was going to – Go to this later, but I'll ask you now because there's, you know, the three hammers you guys have. I wanted to ask you about them. So, you know, you, you mentioned a lot of things about glory, and, and it's some of the things you hear about every kid, you know, wanting to work hard, you know, putting in the work, you know, being disappointed if he's not teching or pinning everybody. Uh, obviously, he's got some athletic talent, you know, which goes along with that. You know, is, is there, you know, you recruit a lot of guys, and obviously – the pool you have to recruit from is significantly smaller than a lot of other schools because of the academic standards at Princeton. You know, is there maybe one thing that's a little bit different about him that makes him special that you've seen? Uh, about Glory? Yeah. Uh, man, he just uh, – that kid loves uh, – he loves the spotlight, man. He – I think that's where he thrives, man. He thrives in those big matches. Um and I think that's something that that sets him apart, uh, of, of you know, from different from other wrestlers. Um, you know, again, I think uh, even though again the the Spencer Lee match, like it wasn't nerves, you know, that got him. It wasn't it wasn't something like that. It was you know it was Spencer Lee was better in one position than Pat Lori was, and he exploited him. Um, and you know, with with the the rules now, they, you can rack up a lot of points. So. Um, but man, like, I, there's never a, like, he wants the match in his hand. Like he wants, like, there's no better, uh, situation for Pat Glory than to be, uh, the last match, you know, we're losing by five and he has to get a pin. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what, like, that's in his mind. Like, yes, this is what I want. This is, this is the type of, you know, uh, environment he thrives in and, and situation he thrives in. So I would say that's probably the one thing, um, you know, that, that really sets him apart. Um, you know, it's funny, like our, 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 you know, our three hammers that you, you know, you kind of say, and I say that in quotations, cause you know, those guys are just out to try and, you know, do the best they can, but, um, they're all different, man. They're, they're, they're not the same, you know, you, you almost have, you know, Pat Glory, he's very like boisterous and, you know, he, he loves the spotlight and, and it's great. And, and that's, you know, I kind of compare him to me a little bit. I was, I was similar to that. Um, and then you got Matthew Kalaza. He's very calculated, uh, you know, uh, very humble, um, you know, just kind of gets, gets the job done, goes out there, and, you know, he's solid. He's super solid in every single match. 
Um, and then you got Pat, uh, Pat Brookie, who just, you know, he just wants to be the toughest SOB on the mat at all times. And, 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 you know, in all positions, you know, he wants to be the toughest son of a gun in the room, uh, in, in the, the weight room, on the track, on an aerodyne bike, uh, in the math class. You know, he just wants to be the toughest guy. Uh, and that's what pushes him. So, you know, our guys, uh, all three are, you know, doing amazing jobs. But they're all, they're all different, man. They're all different personality-wise, uh, which I think is so cool. You know, we don't have yeah, we don't yeah. have cookie cutter we don't have like cookie cutter guys who are all the same who say the same things who do the same things. You know, they all have uh, their own personalities, which uh, which you know I think which makes our program so great uh, for me. You know, just to work with them because every single guy is different, and that's the beauty of coaching, uh, especially uh, the successful coaches. They coach every guy differently. You know, it's like, it's not just, hey, this is my coaching style and everybody falls in line. Now it's like, you know, the greatest coaches kind of adjust to their athletes. And I, I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, it's a great line. And it's true. I, um, because I think you're right. Like, you've got to get to know your guys. you got to get to know what makes them tick. And, you know, obvious one is like, which guy needs the carrot and which guy needs the whip, you know, those kind of things. So, you know, I have yep. notes here on Kolasdik. And to me... He reminds me a little bit of Kellen Russell. You know, he's very, to me, he's very crafty. He's a Blair guy. Uh, he keeps really good position. And I think both those guys have been maybe a little underappreciated because of their lack of flashiness. You know, they're, they're I don't know if workmanlike it could somehow be an insult, you know, especially like Russell that was, you know, multiple-time national champion. But it was almost like people were hoping he was going to lose or thought he would lose because, you know, he just didn't give up a lot of points. Kolasdik seems like he's, you know, maybe cut from a similar type of cloth. You know, 149 is a weight that's pretty wide open this year. I mean, there's some guys that are obviously good, but you don't have a like a Jason Nolf kind of guy coming back or a nickel. So yeah. what – and that's got obviously, you know, he's been ranked one all year. He's taken on all challengers and has met the challenge. What does he have to do to stay on track and to become a national champion for you guys? Um, I think he, uh, he needs to add to his arsenal, uh, definitely. I mean, you know, what he does, he does it great, and guys know he's going to do it, and he still does it, which is great. I mean, that's, I mean, honestly, that's what the best guys, uh, you know, everybody knows, you know, what, you know, for the most part, everybody knew what Zane Rutherford was going to do. I mean, uh, and, and these other guys who, who were great, uh, they knew what he was going to do, but he still did it. Um, so I think he obviously needs to continue doing those things, but I think he also has to add some other things that, you know, when guys get to, uh, when we get down to the later in the season, I mean, guys are going to be scouting him and they're going to be, you know, really game planning to beat him. Uh, and he just has to be prepared for that. And I think he is, uh, you know, it's not like changing, it's not changing his wrestling. It's just, uh, it's just adding, you know, adding a few little things here or there. I mean, he's in here, uh, we're working on technique all the time. I mean, he is a wrestling junkie. He just loves wrestling. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's what makes the great guys great is that they just love wrestling. Right. It, it, it's not about the winning and losing. It's about the wrestling. Uh, and I think that's something that, that really has uh, propelled him, I think, to the top spot where uh, it's not just about winning. He's not hung up on that. It's really uh, it's about mastering his craft. So, uh, I mean, I think if he can continue to build upon his wrestling uh, and continue to, 
to make adjustments from match to match, he's going to be great. Um, and he's been he's been handling uh, this whole position uh, awesome. Um, a, a lot of guys uh, who, you know, would have the top ranking kind of would let it get to him. But he's, again, he's approaching every match uh, the same. And, and he's he's just, you know, again, with the, with the teamer match, it's like they had a game plan. They had a game plan. They were executing the game plan. And it's like, okay, you know, he, the, the kid tried to sneak one out at the end of the third period uh, to win the match. You know, he's down 25 – he's down three to one with 25 seconds left. He gets out, and he gets a date down, you know, with 10 seconds left uh, to uh, to go up. And then, you know, the kid gets out. They go into overtime, you know, and, and then he goes and, and, you know, gets a take down to win the match. So – and he – honestly, it didn't even bother him. It didn't even phase him. He was ready. He's, like, ready. He's ready for those those matches where he can get a tech fall or he's not – he's ready for those matches where he's got to go into triple overtime. Uh, and he's not faced. So I think those things are going to really help him uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah, composure. And, you know, like you said, and it, you're making my life really easy because all these questions that I was going to have to get out of here today. <laughs> you know, I was, I mean, you know, like it, it is a new thing for a guy from Princeton to be ranked number one, right? And, I mean, that, you yeah. want that to become commonplace, obviously. You know, that's yep. the goal is like, you know, we've been here before. This is This is what we do. But until that happens – you know, it's it's new, and, you know, for a kid to take it, you know, in stride like that, obviously these guys are wrestling in bigger and bigger meets earlier in their life, you know, and, the, and a guy like, you know, at Blair, they wrestle everywhere, so, you know, that, that certainly helps, but it, it's interesting to hear your, you know, perspective on him that, you know, he's a, you know, like the Teamer match obviously was, you know, Teamer and Sasso were kind of the, you know, the side story of that of that meet. I mean, you know, Pantaleo came down and Thompson beat him and then, you know, you guys beat Thompson and just, you know, kind of what's shaking out of that weight, not only this year, but with those two young hammers, what's coming years to come there. And, yep. you know, but he, you know, Colo's the guy that just, at the end of the day, when the dust settles, he's the one still standing there. So it's, it's awfully impressive. Um, you know, Brucky was a guy, you know, that I got to meet a couple of years ago. He wrestled in my charity event, and, you know, I talked to him and his dad on the phone. He obviously had an older brother that wrestled in Central Michigan, and, you know, really, I, I was impressed with his sincerity, and uh, to me, I kind of thought he was a serious kid. First of all, he damn near broke my hand when we finally met and shook hands. <laughs> told him to respect his elders and that that was not cool yep <laughs> yeah uh, that's no that's that's his thing you know i had to yell at him after the you know when he came on his official visit um you know he came on an unofficial i met him he almost broke my hand then he <laughs> committed he verbally committed before his official visit then he comes on his official visit and i said i yelled at him i said hey I go, you're coming here already. You don't have to break my hand, so you better relax. Are you guys <laughs> on fist bump, fist bump mode now? Is that? Yeah, no. He, he, he shakes my hand, but he knows he knows to leave some bones un, uncrushed. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of thought he was a serious kid, and then I saw the, the Vision Quest remake, and, you know, it gave me, you know, another side of him. So, you know, 197 is a really interesting weight this year. There's multiple, multiple guys that were – ranked really high that have fallen off. Like, I think it, I looked at it, it was like five guys that at one point, you know, were ranked in the top ten that are out. And it feels like it's a pretty wide open weight. Obviously, Nichols a huge favorite, and obviously Colin Moore, you know, has had a lot of success. But it feels like 
the rest of those guys, and like you said, you know, you've seen Colin Moore, so at least you know how good you have to be. It feels like it's kind of wide open, you know, and a chance for a really high medal for you guys there. What, uh, you know, how does he look at it? You know, is is he kind of the kid that I see from the outside, or does he actually have like kind of a fun side to him that we're not seeing when he's not breaking hands? No, no. I, I think um, he's business when he's got to be all business, you know, but he, I think he absolutely has a fun side to him. He's got a great personality, uh, good sense of humor. I mean, I, I think – you know, you know the coaching staff, so you kind of know like it's not all serious with us. Like we're there, there's a there's a lot of joking around. I mean, yeah. it, it's a it's a fun environment. I think he came in and he thought he had to be all business because this is D1 wrestling and and you got to be you know eating, sleeping, drinking, wrestling all the time and and you no know, laughing and all that. And and we broke him down, but and we kind of you know got him out of his out of his shell and and. Um, and again, that's we created a fun environment. I mean, believe me, we work hard and we have we have high goals and we expect a lot of our guys. But in the in the you know in the quiet time, we we like to have fun. Uh, we like to you know we like to joke around. We like to keep everybody honest, as we like to say. Okay, um, but he's a again he's a, a totally goal driven kid. Uh, super disciplined with uh, with his body with uh, his training, with his schoolwork. I mean, it's almost like he's too too disciplined sometimes. You're like, hey, man, you got to go relax, you know. Go go watch a movie or something, you know. Go, hey, throwing a football you know, game on, yeah. Yeah, exactly, you know. So, um, but, I mean, again, he's got super high goals. Um, he, as a sophomore, uh, he was named captain, which I think is, is pretty unheard of. Uh, his leadership is, is unbelievable. Like, it's not just – his own personal goals, but he takes on the whole team's goals too, um, which is amazing from a coaching standpoint because, you know, not – sometimes it gets it gets a little old when you have, you know, the four coaches kind of, you know, saying the same thing. But then when you have, you know, a sophomore who is ranked third in the country who's doing all the right things, saying the same exact things, uh, you know, when we're not around, it, it, it shapes the culture and it kind of gets everybody going in the same direction. So. I mean, with him, he's an absolute blessing because, uh, again, I mean, he works his tail off. Uh, he's got a great mental mindset, um, and, and he knows he, he knows that the team is just as important as his individual goals. So, I mean, again, uh, he's not he's not just a he's not just a big meathead out there. I mean, he is a meathead, believe me. He's you know he's he is, but. But man, he's uh, he's fun to be around. You know, just if you look at like uh, the the terminal technique thing we did, and like he was like, yeah, he's like, I want to do it. You know, I want to do it. We're like, all right, awesome, man. You know, yeah. definitely. I think, and I think that kind of shows a different side of him uh, too. That that you know he can have fun and and uh, you know he can crack jokes on himself and things like that. So I mean, that's you you can't be you can't be twenty four seven three sixty five wrestling. Uh, all the time. I mean, you gotta have, you gotta enjoy, you gotta enjoy the moments where you that you can enjoy. Uh, and I think that's something he's learning uh, just from all the coaches. Yeah, and, and you know, I know you're we're teasing him, but it, it, there's a limited amount of meat-headedness, if that's a word that you can be when you get admitted into two up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, we do need to give him credit for that. So yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the things, you know, I always like talking to, you know, guys like you about your programs, but I also like 
to get your views on things that are just happening in the world of wrestling. And one of the things that I'm seeing, and maybe maybe it's maybe it's not as big of a trend as I think it is, but it feels like there are more and more guys being held out for significant parts of the season or you know, held out of, of dual meets where they could have top competition. And, you know, it's obviously not one answer. Like it's, you know, some guys are injured. Some coaches don't want their guys wrestling. You know, like I don't want my guy wrestling you unless he's at 110%. You know, but are you yeah. are you perceiving it this way? And if, if, if you see it the same way or you don't, why do you think, you know, that this might be the perception of a lot of people out there? Yeah. So, uh, so I can kind of see it from – both sides of the fence. I mean, um, after my sophomore year, uh, or actually uh, at the NCAA tournament, I tore my ACL um, in the NCAA tournament. So going into my junior year, and I, I decided not to have uh, knee surgery. Um, and me and my coaches sat down before the season, and we, we kind of uh, mapped out a plan for me com- competition-wise. You know, there was, there was definitely going to be tournaments that I would do. Uh, and there's tournaments that I wouldn't do. So I could see that from a dormant perspective, I was always like, hey, I'm wrestling. Uh, so there was never a dormant where uh, our, my coach was like, yeah, we're going to hold you out because, you know, uh, we, we don't want to get you – we don't want to get you hurt. You know, if I, if I was ready and if I was feeling good, I was, I was out there. Um, so – it, it, it's funny where, like, you, you kind of see some guys, they wrestle one weekend, and then they don't wrestle another weekend, and then they wrestle one weekend. It's like, what do you – like, why are you doing that? I mean, you're, it's almost like you're hurting the kid uh, because then you're saying, oh, man, let's, let's not wrestle, you know, that guy because he's good, and, and we don't want to hurt his confidence or whatever. But it's like you're already hurting his confidence because you're, you're uh, you know – yeah, yeah, and, and it's like almost like in the back of in the back of your mind or in the back of his mind, he's like, man, I, maybe my coach doesn't have that confidence that I can beat this guy or I can compete with this guy. Uh, so he's kind of sheltering me. Um, so I can definitely see that aspect, but I could also see like again, I, I can't, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe kids are really, uh, really are injured and or, or they're really not, you know, not feeling good or things like that. So like it's it's hard to, to judge it just because you really don't have the information but right. you know some of the some of them are a little suspect it's like ah you know man it, it really seems like uh they're kind of saving these guys and they don't want to put them out against tough tough competition so uh and then for from a fan's uh standpoint you know they want to see those matches they want to see the best guys wrestle i mean that's that's what it's all about um you know, getting those getting those top ranked guys to meet each other early in the season. I mean, that's cool. That's cool for fans, uh, especially from like you know, if you have a, a school from a mid major uh, who has you know one guy who's ranked in the top ten, and then they're they're wrestling a uh, you know a top five team. Yeah, they're probably going to win the dual meet, but or they're going to probably lose the dual meet, but. You know, they got one guy who can possibly beat, yeah. you know, one of their guys who are right. So, right. And, and it's and it's unfortunate where, you know, yeah, okay, the, the top five team knows they're going to win the duel, and they're like, ah, you know, we're not going to have, you know, the one match that everybody went to go see, they're not going to have them, uh, you know, wrestle. I just don't – I think that's kind of like um, you're doing the wrestling um, community a disservice uh, just because – Again, you're protecting something. I don't know what you're protecting. I don't know if you're protecting a seed, a ranking, 
uh, your, your kid's confidence, but I just, I don't like that, uh, that philosophy. Like us at Princeton, we'll never, we've never had that philosophy. It's not about, it's not about, um, you know, protecting a kid's ranking. Like, again, we're, we're exposing our guys uh, to the best guys in the country. And, you know, whether they win or lose, they're going to go out and wrestle. If they're, if they're 100%, if they come up to us and they say, you know, they're, they're ready to go, uh, we're going to put them out there. So, um, you know, again, I can't get, I can't get behind the, the, the sitting guys, uh, you know, for, for any other reason other than they're injured. Yeah, and, you know, you, you bring up a very specific example of, like, a mid-major team wrestling, you know, maybe a top-five team, and, and it immediately took me to Princeton, Iowa. Like, those of us that are wrestling fans, or even a guy like me that is a fan but also has to do the rankings, I'm like, okay, Glory's going to wrestle Lee. Okay, Lugo's going to get a shot at Kalasdick. You know, hopefully Warner will get to wrestle Brucky, you know, like, you know, Illinois high school guys, you know, that kind of thing. And obviously yeah. a couple of those matches happened, but not all of them, and – you're right. Like, I think unless, you know, people hate this term, but unless you root for the laundry, you know, unless you're rooting for Iowa or Princeton, if you're just a general wrestling fan, you just want to see the matchups. Like, I was at Scuffle. I can't root for anybody, right? You know, I mean, I have to be Switzerland. You know, but you just want to, yeah. like, you want to see Marcel or Vincenzo Joseph. Like, you want to see Kassar, Derek White. Like, and it doesn't matter who you're, you know, if you have some background with one of those guys or you happen to like one of them more. You just want to see those matches because that's the whole point of our sport is to challenge yourself against the best guys. So somebody had told me, and I don't know if this is right, so I want to ask you, but that your senior season you were cutting a ton of weight and, and kind of had a limited schedule. Is that is that correct or not really? Uh, I wouldn't say that would be correct. I mean, I think I had, I think I had just as many matches as, you know, the uh, – I don't know who it was, uh, whoever was ranked like, you know, third. I think I went in, I think I went into, uh, nationals. I was like 25 and one or oh, 26 yeah. and one. I mean, that's, I, I mean, unless that's limited. I mean, no, 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 that's a normal yeah. schedule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, uh, again, I didn't wrestle in Midlands. Um, you know, I didn't wrestle in my junior, senior year. Again, I think that was from, I think that was from a weight perspective and then also just kind of, you know, limiting, the, the wrestling on my knee again. I I, I didn't have uh, I didn't have surgery, so we just wanted to be cautious. Uh, and and the Midland Championship for me, it just wasn't. I was like, ah, I don't know. Some guys some guys grow up, you know, dreaming, you know, about winning a Midlands Championship. And for me, it was like, I want to win a Big Ten Championship. I want to win a national championship. Uh, I want to help my team, uh, you know, win, you know, win in the Big Ten and stuff like that. So, you know, even though it was an individual tournament, it just wasn't. I'd rather I'd rather spend two more extra days with my family uh, and kind of get my weight down and stuff like that. Because again, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of. I thought I was a pretty big 25 pounder back then, um, so it wasn't it wasn't super easy. So you know, over Christmas break, I would get a little would get a little heavier. I'd have a maybe up to 126 and a half, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd have a couple, you know, a couple more cookies than everybody else. But um, so again, like I don't think it was a limited, uh, a limited schedule um, by any means. So yeah, it makes sense though. So one of the things that has struck me, and I, I you know, I think I follow you guys on social media, but that 
you guys have either been in or currently are in the top 10 of almost all the ranking services out there. And, you know, as a benchmark or a landmark, like it's interesting how I think, but I want to get your opinion on this is, you know, to me, there's a huge significance for programs in terms of marketing, in terms of how they see themselves between being 10th or 11th. You know, like, okay, we're in the top 10. We're the, one of the 10 best ranked teams in the country. How important is, is getting to a ranking like that to the guys on your team, the staff, and the overall perception of the program? So specifically for our program, uh, it, it's – when I look back, um, when I first came here seven years ago, uh, and, you know, we're sitting, sitting and talking to a, to a, a nationally ranked recruit, uh, and, you know, that year we went 2-13 and 13, – uh, we had zero national qualifiers, um, but we had a vision, and the vision actually never changed. Uh, and, you know, Coach Ayers would say three things, all right? He wants three things for this program year after year. He wants to win an Ivy League and EIWA championship, which is one, uh, be a, a, a consistent top ten team, and produce national champions, Okay. Those were the three things that he told every single recruit. And during that time, a lot of those recruits in the back of their mind are friggin' laughing, you know, because, again, they're looking, they're like, what? You guys, were, you guys didn't even have a national qualifier. What are you talking about? You, you're, you want to you produce national champions? You didn't even have a guy at the national tournament. You want to be a, a top ten team? And, again, you didn't even, you're not even going. Uh, you want to win an Ivy League and EIWA championship? You were last in the EI, you were last in the Ivy, and you're you know probably the second last EIWA team. And so that was that was the first year I came. And now to come to this point, to come to this point, and we have a guy who's ranked number one in the country. We are probably we beat we beat Lehigh, who won the EIWA last year, and then we have we're we're, uh, we're ranked in the top ten. So all three of those things, again, we haven't we haven't accomplished those things yet, right? We haven't we haven't gotten a national champion yet. We we haven't we haven't we haven't finished in the top ten. But it, it it actually it it's more fuel to the fire for our guys, right? It's like, hey hey, we weren't totally crazy when we were telling you guys this when you guys were sitting on our couch uh, and telling you this these are the things we're gonna do. I mean, we were on that path. We were there. We're we're close. We're close. You guys just have to continue you know, buying in and, and doing the work, uh, and, and we're going to do these things. We're going to accomplish all three of these things that Coach Ayers has said uh, since he's gotten here. Um, so, I mean, I think it's huge for our, for our guys. It, it almost, like, it validates what we're doing. Uh, I think it's huge for recruiting. Um, you know, again, we, we pump that stuff out to our recruits and say, hey, man, look, you know, we're not, we're not crazy. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing this. We're on the path. And, and for our alumni who have been here, I mean, you know, just think in, in 19 uh, or, yeah, 1995 or 96, they dropped the program. You know, they dropped it from uh, a varsity sport to a, to a club sport. And these alumni saved it. And, and now to, to come to this year where we produce, you know, two Midlands champs where we've never had a Midlands champ ever. Uh, in program history, I mean, we're, we're checking the boxes. <laughs> you know, we're checking the boxes at first. You know, and, and I told, I, I, I leaned over to, to Ayers and I said, "Hey, man, we're going to get to the point where getting a Midlands champ is just expected. 
you know, we're not going to be jumping around like we win, like we won nationals. It's just something that our guys uh, expect expect themselves to do, and and us as coaches, we we expect it. So uh, we're getting to that to that place. We're not there yet, but we're just going to keep enjoying the moments. I think that's what's I think that's what's fun about our program is we enjoy we enjoy the the sub goals that we hit. Uh, you know, you can't just again, you can't just be, uh, you know, this robot that has no emotions and, and doesn't care. Ah, on to the next, on to the next. On. It's like yeah. enjoy it, enjoy right. it. That's why we work so hard. That's why we put in all these hours. Enjoy the moments that define success. I think that that part's really true. Like you know, I, I've known a lot of people that were so focused on the destination that they forgot to enjoy the journey and. You know, I think, you know, like as you get older and, you know, you, you run into guys you wrestled with or against or coached with or against or just knows you're wrestling, those relationships are really, you're not like, oh, well, you beat me or I beat you. or we, It's just, it's based on friendships and stuff like that. Obviously, everybody's trying to beat each other's brains out, you know, in those moments. But like you said, you know, if you guys get two Midlands champions and act like it's not a big deal, you know, hopefully 10 years from now, you're like, we should have had five, right? But yeah, yeah. but this year, that's a big deal. That, that's a mile marker. Like you said, that's a, to use your phrase, that's a sub goal. You know, but that's a, a, a category. That's a box, again, to use your phrase that you checked. And I think that that is significant. And I think, you know, obviously, if you're coaching staff, I know you the best. But I think all of you guys, like, having joy in those moments and showing those guys, look, you know, it's okay to be happy because this is, this is big for our program. I think that's awfully cool. So yeah. what, one of the things that I, I just thought of while I was talking to you, and I have to ask, you have Quincy Monday on your team. What What is Kenny Monday like as a wrestling dad? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he's good. He's good. He, uh, you know, he doesn't, um, he's not blowing up my phone saying like, you know, saying, hey, like, why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Um, but, I mean, hey, the matches that he's, on, that he's at, I mean, he wants to help his kid. And he's it's not like he's it's not like he's vocal from the stands. But, you know, afterwards he's talking to Quincy and he's he's going over. I mean, he, he knows wrestling. He knows he knows the, 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 he knows his son. So it's like, you know, I would be I would be absolutely out of my mind if I'm like, hey, uh, you know, Mr. Monday, let, let me handle this. Yeah, let me let me handle this. But there's there's there's. There's some aspects where it's like, hey, again, we're we're with Quincy all the time. Right. Uh, you know, I work with him a lot. Uh, you know, Coach Nate Jackson uh, works with him a lot. So I mean, we definitely know uh, what he's doing. And but we also, you know, I communicate with with, uh, with Kenny, and I, I say, hey, you know, what do you think? Uh, what are you seeing? And, and he gives me his opinion, and he knows it's like, hey, it's his opinion, and he's right to it. I mean, he's a he's a dad. Um, no, but he's he's good, man. He again, he's not like some crazy dad who's calling me every single day and telling me like what he should be doing and how he should be training. Uh, he he definitely, I think he has a, a wonderful relationship with his son. Um, you know, and, and he's got man, he's got really good genes. So yeah. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Quincy to realize that he's got really good genes and, and the potential that he has because it's it's through the roof. Well, one of the sidebars of Kennedy moving up you know, to 65 is now those guys probably, you know, unless something happens, wouldn't have to wrestle each other, you know, at, at, you know, yeah. at nationals. And I think that's probably more comfortable for everyone. I'm sure that's not why the move was made, but it's a nice tangent of that decision, you know, so. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it definitely caught it definitely caught uh, Kenny off guard when when we're like, hey, you know, he's probably going to go 57 for us. He's like, well, what are we going to do about him in the duel? I'm like, I don't know. He's going to beat his brother's butt. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, what are you asking me for? You know, that's a, so, um, that's a you problem, not enough. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm going to coach him and kick his butt. So, um, but I think, uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely, I mean, I there's nothing. I, I'll never be in that situation where right. you know, I'd have two, you know, two of my sons wrestling against each other. Uh, I can I can only imagine what that would be like for a parent. But then you step back and you look and you're like, oh, my God, I have two sons at great schools uh, on the Division One wrestling level, uh, and they're about to wrestle each other in a dual meet. Uh, so as stressful and as, as, uh, as anxiety-ridden that would be, uh, you step back and you're like, man, that's, this is amazing. Like uh, the opportunity. Those are first-world problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No first-world problems. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. For the Monday family, hey, for the Monday family, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and every other holiday is going to be good because they don't have to wrestle anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot better. And then they can just go back to talking the junk to, to each other, not actually having to settle it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what's coming up next for you guys? I, You know, I have this thing where I look at the schedule. I see, am I right that you guys, you guys, just tell me about your schedule. I want to make sure I don't miss anything yeah. here. So, uh, so this weekend we're getting ready for the Franklin and Marshall Open. Uh, it'll be a mixed, a mixed bag of of starters and and um, you know other backups. Um, it, it's it's a good change of pace. Believe me, when you know we we've yeah. been through a grind. Uh, so to kind of get into a, a tournament that doesn't have uh, the strength of competition as a Midlands, uh, but it, it's still. It still creates opportunities where guys can get better and, and continue to figure themselves out competitively. Uh, I think is really good. Um, you're, you're probably not going to see our three hammers out there, uh, which is fine. Um, but you're going to see, you know, you're going to see a lot of our starters out there and wrestling and competing. So, so that's this weekend. Uh, then we come back and we have, you know, two more really tough teams. We have UNC uh, on next Friday, uh, January 11th, at home. Um, and then we have Oklahoma State uh, the very next day at home at Jaguar Gym. So um, that will that will actually end our semester. Uh, Princeton's a little different. We uh, we actually take our finals from first semester in January. Uh, so we're not uh, we're not allowed to compete during finals time. Um, so we'll have about two weeks off competition wise, uh, where our guys will finish up their finals, and then we'll come back and we wrestle. Harvard and Brown uh, at home. I think it's February 2nd. And then um, Super Bowl Sunday, we take on Rutgers in the rack. So uh, really exciting time um, for us. Uh, I think that's going to be an amazing environment. Uh, you know, I'm a Jersey guy, and I, I, love, I love Jersey fans. And it's gonna be, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we don't – hopefully it's not 6,000 fans against us. It'll be, you know, uh, maybe, maybe 75, 25. Um, but – you know, again, I think Jersey fans, uh, they appreciate what we're doing, uh, even though we're not, you know, the state school, and I say that, you know, in air quotes. Uh, but um, they see that, you know, we're working hard. We're, we're building a great program here. We're, we're, we're putting out guys who are exciting. They wrestle tough, um, and they're aggressive. So hopefully, uh, hopefully a lot of Jersey fans can get behind that and, and come out to that duel. 
Yeah, I want to go back. When's the last time you guys wrestled Oklahoma State? Uh, never, actually. I mean, that's, this is the first time. I believe. Uh, I might be mistaken. Yeah, we can't, but I, we can't I bury the lead. I know you're a Jersey guy. I want to talk about the rack, but <laughs> I think that's the lead. Like, that's insane, right? Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, having Oklahoma State uh, wrestle here in Jadwin uh, is going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. We're, we actually have uh, a little kids dual meet tournament that's going to be going on uh, before, before it. So we're going to have a lot of little kids there. It's going to be a really cool environment, I think. Just Jersey fans uh, in general are going to come out and they want to see uh, they want to see out of our the best our best guys wrestle their best guys um, and it's it's going to be a great I mean again that's 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 our philosophy uh, any anyone anywhere anytime that's that's the thing you know we're not scared we're not scared of the number two team the number four team we want them we want them to come here we want our guys to see that we want them to feel it so again when they get down to nationals and they're in the blood round. And they need to wrestle a guy from Oklahoma State. They're not going to be. It's not going to be like a eye-opening experience. They're going to. They're going to have experience. They're going to. They're going to know. And they're going to already wrestle them. And and win or lose, again, they're going to know what they need to do to win. Yeah, I think that's. It, it, I just looked at that. I was like, I. You know, again, we get this document from somebody else, so I didn't want to go on the air like it's gospel. But I'm like. I am looking at this at Oklahoma at Princeton Saturday, 1 p.m. I'm like, wow, that is that is super significant. So, uh, I, you know, I, I like I told you, I have to I have to be Switzerland, but I'm just I'm happy for you guys, Joe. I've, I've known you a long time, and uh, I know how hard you grind. I also know the good energy you bring to the guys you coach and to the room, and um, you know you've been a good friend to me, and I, I just. You know, I'm really happy for the success you and Chris and Sean and Nate and the team has had so far. And probably the best thing I could do is just wish you good health till Pittsburgh. You know, keep everybody healthy, and uh, so you, your guys can do their best, man. Absolutely, man. And I and I always appreciate your support. I mean, uh, you know, even giving us time when when we weren't when we weren't doing as well uh, is always always appreciated. Um, you know, again, like last year, yeah, we were having a good year or you know, good individuals, but we weren't having a great year as a dual meet team, and, and you continually bring us on. It's it's awesome. I think it's great for the sport. Uh, you know, Princeton being good is good for wrestling. Uh, and, you know, we, uh, again, we do grind. We do grind. So so to get the so to get the attention that I think our guys deserve, uh, it, it definitely makes us, it makes us feel good about what we're doing and the time we're sacrificing. Um, and the energy that we're putting in makes it all worth it. So uh, always appreciate you, Dave, uh, for having me on and having the other coaches on and, and really just kind of following the program. So much appreciated. For sure, man. You know, give all those guys my best. Tell Sean to keep keep splitting aces and eights, okay? Um, <laughs> you got it. So, um, and I'll see you in Pittsburgh, okay? All right, Dave. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, from Princeton University, that was Joe Dubuque. Once again, Happy New Year. We'll speak to you all next week.